This is the Brew World Order Podcast. Welcome to the Brew World Order Podcast, the podcast where we talk to brewery owners and ask questions about owning a brewery so that future brewery owners can learn a thing or two. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that pause button, go subscribe, and come back and give us a listen, will ya? This is episode number 80, and boy, are we getting old. In this episode, I sit down with Joe Winiarski of Mystic Ways Brewing in Percocet, PA. Joe tells us how he's actively trying to create the next style of beer, how he opened his taproom using the gypsy brewery method, and how brewing is such a passion he literally dreams about it. He also says it doesn't feel like it's a job to him. If that isn't the goal of life, I don't know what is. I love this podcast. I love talking to brewers, talking about beer, hearing their stories, and just picking their brains on how they deal with owning their own brewery. Beer is a pretty amazing thing, boys and girls. With so many different styles to choose from, I feel like there's one out there for everyone. So do me a favor, get out there, give them all a try. I guarantee you'll find one you can't stop thinking about like Joe does with his brewery. I know I'm thinking about a double IPA right now. So while you listen to this, I'ma throw down a couple of those. Sit back, crack open a beer, and enjoy. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin. This is the Brew World Order Podcast, and today I'm with Joe Winiarski of Mystic Ways Brewing in Percocy, PA. Joe, how are we doing? Hey everyone, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, Mike. I really appreciate this, bud. Yeah, man. Thank you for making this work. You know, we, we went back and forth for a little bit trying to make it happen, and yeah. finally... It was mostly my fault. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pain I'm, in the ass with texting. I'm crazy, crazy busy, man. I'm crazy busy right now. My, my, yeah, my head's been spinning, so I'm glad we can make it work. So, uh, cool. can you give me a little, give us a little breakdown of, of you and like where you, you know where you grew up, how you got started into the and how you got into uh, owning your brewery? Sure, no problem. Uh, grew up in Northeast Philly. Uh, I lived in Philly for probably the past. Uh, I guess I I lived there for twenty years, and I moved into Bucks County, which is a suburb. Right. Uh, I guess like northeast of Philly, I'd say. Okay. Um, after that, um, that's kind of where I've been since uh, for a while. Um, uh, before brewing, I was an ICU nurse, uh, for like a good, I'd say eight to 10 years, maybe I kind of lost count. Okay. Um, so on the side when I wasn't nursing, um, uh, I was pretty much looking for a new hobby. Brewing became that hobby and, uh, it pretty much evolved into where I am today, uh, opening a brewery. Very cool. So the kind of the short story, very short story. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know how old you are now. Sorry to, to put you on the spot. 39. It's all good. 39? Yeah, yeah they're great. Same. Throws people off. Same. 1980, cool, man. 1983? Awesome. Cool. I'm May. Nice. I'm April, so perfect. Cool. Oh, yeah, you got me beat. <laughs> That's cool. So uh, growing up, I mean, what? how far um, into your life were you? did you decide to move out of Philly? Uh, I'd say probably in like my, uh, early twenties, I'd say. Okay. So I've been out of Philly for a while. What was the craft beer game like in Philly? Um, well, it's funny leaving? because it, it was very much non-existent. Right. Um, I'd say that for me, my early drinking days were really my favorite. The only beer I really liked at bars was really Yingling. Right. Um, uh, I, I'd say my introduction into kind of like craft breweries or proto craft breweries was Lion's Head. 
Uh, I had a couple of friends at the time who were like, yo, you got to try this beer. It's like, a, it's like Yingling, but it's a little bit better and cheaper. I guess cheaper was really the selling right. point. And uh, so I got an alliance at that point. Um, I'm also a musician. I play in some bands. Cool. Or I used to. I don't now. Yeah. But um, uh, I was playing with this one band. The guy worked in a um, distributor, and they started getting a lot of the craft beers. Back then, we didn't call them craft beers. We called them microbrews. Right. Craft beer wasn't a thing until a couple of years into me discovering all this stuff. Uh, or th- maybe the term was around for a while, but I never heard of it. We just called them microbrews. So I'd say my eye-opening moment was probably um, – uh, Anchor's Liberty Ale. Okay. Where I was like, oh, wow, holy shit. This is like different, right. you know? What's all the, oh, what's sorry, all am I allowed to curse on yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, cool, man, awesome. Let loose. Curse, curse up a storm. <laughs> cool, awesome. So anyway, so the, I'd say that's kind of what got me into the craft beer. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So like uh, how far along was it uh, till you finally started brewing? Was it like you got into home brewing or was it that you – Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So – Started as a home brewer. I mean, for years, I'd say it took me from being a craft beer drinker to home brewing was probably at least a good five years. Right. For a while, I was saying, oh, I should start brewing. I should try this. Right. And you say it for a while and you don't actually get into it. Then um, uh, my mom and my sister got me a um, Christmas present. It was just a Mr. Beer kit, which I right. think probably most a brewers you probably that. talk to start out with yeah. that. Um, not, not to uh, – she, Mr. Beer or anything, they're pretty cool, but I'm sure people like to evolve from there. So, of course. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of what got me into it. So, Mr. Beer got my own extract kit after that, and then the rest is really just me um, being a little OCD and getting too much into it, <laughs> uh, a hobby. <laughs> so, how'd you uh, wind up? You So, before you opened Mystic Ways, you were working at yeah. uh, Red Lion Brewery in Quakertown. How did you, you got it. how did you wind up? getting into there a pretty funny story actually um uh it's kind of a weird story there's um i was playing a lot of gigs at the time and i went up playing a gig in this place called new hope um at, at pennsylvania it's a really cool town okay. i don't know if you've ever been I've never been but um uh i was playing a gig there and some guy went up seeing me who ended up went up being friends for my mom when she with my mom when she was growing up Crazy. So we became friends on Facebook, and he saw that I was brewing beer and posting pictures of beer. I post pictures all the time. Right. This is a new beer I I brew. It's a it's a pilsner with cotton candy grits, like dumb stuff right, like right, that. Right. He's like, hey, and, and so Red Lion Brewery at the time was um, their uh, old brewer was leaving, and they were looking for a new brewer. And the guy who I knew wound up being friends with the owner. Her name's Jen, and um, so they called me and said, hey, you want to come interview? So I was like, yeah, sure. So my um, resume was pretty much a six pack right, right. of stuff that I brewed, you know? Right. And so that's what, you know, from there, it just really, uh, kind of opened up the floodgates for me. She, I mean, Jen's been pretty awesome. She's let me do whatever I want. Um, I, I brew a couple of the staple beers there, but then I've really kind of taken it from there. I still brew for them, by the way. Gotcha. So yeah. that interview process, you <clears throat> said you brought a six pack of your own stuff, but was there like a, a trial period where they were like, let's try this guy out or was it kind of just like boom right off the bat you're like ah, oh, you're in it was pretty much boom off the bat awesome. if there was a trial period i had no idea about it she was pretty cool right. um but i mean you know when i went there um uh the brewing system was much different um it was a lot less efficient so i went there i was like hey listen we gotta get a new brewing right. system this this thing sucks and uh she was really cool she's like all right let's do it so she went ahead and head into it with me 
really cool. Awesome. So, yeah. And how did they go about doing that? It was like a funding thing or did they just have the money to do it? Pretty much. I, I, I think, oh, I guess that doesn't answer your question. She, I, I'm pretty sure she had the money to do it. I mean, it was a small system. Red Lion Brewery is probably one of the smallest breweries you'll see. Um, it's a barrel-sized brewery, so we only brew about 31, 35 gallons okay. at a time. Um, uh, we have a bunch of tanks that size, too. So um, Really small. So it, it wasn't like a huge investment like to do in like, huge tanks or anything. All right. Anything like that. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What do you think was that that moment for you uh, that sparked where you're like, man, I want to open my own place? What what pushed you to do that? What was that exact moment? You know, even before I was working at Red Line, it was something my family and I had always talked about. Yeah. You know, uh, we talked about it for a while, and um, so I guess it was more of a gradual thing. I wish there was like a aha moment, but it was more like, oh, this beer's good; it doesn't suck. Right. Maybe we should do something more. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or at least maybe if that was after a couple of years. My first couple of beers probably weren't that great. But yeah. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was more gradual for me. So during that process of, of opening your own brewery from the moment you said, we're going to do this, we're going to make this happen, yeah. uh, to the moment you finally opened your doors, which was yeah. August, was that August 6th of 2022? You got it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, what was the the hardest part for you? Oh my God. <laughs> I think from actually deciding. So we, we just, we actually really decided like right before COVID that we were going to do this. Uh, so I own the brewery with my uh, mom and my sister and I. Okay. Um, so we were both, well, both, all three of us were kind of in a good situation where we're financially and everything where we were like, all right, we can kind of do this. So um, it was right before COVID. Uh, we knew nothing back then about opening a brewery right. <laughs> besides anything that I learned at Red Lion. So the business aspect was like here, you know, um, people would ask us questions and we would have no idea how to answer them because it's stuff we never dealt with before, you know, business plans, um, and dealing with, uh, different townships and zoning ordinances right. and all that stuff you don't even think about as a brewer, Of course, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'd say from the time we wanted to do it, to answer your question, it was pretty much an uphill battle, <laughs> huge uphill battle. Yeah. You know? it, it always yeah, seems to be. It always, it, it's always harder in the beginning, you know, until you, you yeah. start speeding up and then you're like, all right, now, now you're starting to get the hang of things. But there's always obstacles. There's always going to be exactly. obstacles. I'm, I'm sure most of the breweries you probably talk to have dealt with the same thing. But for us, it was just like really um, – I found probably a year into it, we, we started doing some beer fests. And um, people would ask us, when you open, when you open, and it would be like, oh, like two months from now. And two months became four months, and four months became eight, and eight became two years. Right. Or three, wherever we're at now. So were you brewing your stuff when, when you were doing these beer fests? Were you brewing your stuff at Red Line? Red Line, okay. yeah. So Jan, so at some point I told Jan, I was like, hey, listen, I wanna, we're going to be opening up a brewery at my family. And she's like, oh, I really like you. I'd like you to stay. I was like, cool. Yeah, if you're okay with me brewing two breweries, yeah. Right. And she was really cool. She's been supportive the whole time. Are you, so I, I kind of approached both of them differently. Right. Are you still brewing there? Yeah. Yep. So you, I, I brew there and I brew here. That's kind of where I'm at now. So that, that's almost like a, gyp, like a gypsy brewing type of thing where you, when you have like a tap room at a – Yeah. Gotcha. You got it. So it was for – Very cool. Uh, I guess Mystic Ways kind of started off gypsy. Right. Unofficially, you know. We didn't have like the whole gypsy license or anything. 
But um, we were just kind of, I guess, collaborating with Red Lions. Right. <laughs> it's really just me. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, so, where did you find the capital to fund your business? Um, some of it was money we saved. Some of it was SBA. Okay. Um, so between those two things. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah it's, um, it's been, it's been a lot more than what we planned on. I'll tell you that. Of course. <laughs> and I'm sure going yeah. from just being a brewer to yeah. actually being an owner, there are some things that you didn't expect. What's one of those things that you didn't think you were going to have to deal with? <sighs> I know it's been a short while, but just, uh, I'll tell you one thing. I've been pretty fortunate because, uh, between my mom and my sister, we kind of operate like, um, like, like a, like a robot with parts, you know? So I mostly handle most of the brewing stuff. I do do some of the business stuff. My mom, my sister have really stepped up to the plate and really have been knocking it out of the park with the business stuff. So, um, I think they, so, you know, my, my sister handles most of the legal stuff, some of the management stuff. And then my mom handles like a lot of the management stuff. Uh, they both kind of do this, you know, I guess they both kind of intersect there, but I guess the toughest thing for me that I haven't really, um, didn't really plan on was, um, um, I guess a lot of the planning, uh, as far as like with the townships and stuff and doing like the zoning board yeah. hearing meetings and stuff like that. And those were a little stressful. Yeah. That's, that's uh, and ours idea. weren't bad. It, that they, they weren't bad compared to the stories that I've heard with other breweries. So we've been pretty sure. fortunate. Percocy Barrow compared to other places have been, has welcomed us with open arms. Like they really did compared to other places. They rolled out the red carpet for us. It's awesome. But it's not, you know, we still had some stuff to deal with. It's awesome. Now, I don't know if I've really answered your question there, but yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So from what, yeah. from what I've heard, uh, 90% of the people that I asked that to, they're, they're telling me that, it's permits and all that stuff and going, yeah. run, you know, jumping through hoops and make to make everything right for the, whether it's the city, the state, the, whatever it may yeah. be. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that seems to be the uh, the consensus that that's that's probably one of the hardest parts. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing is, um, you know, you'll have a government agency you've never heard of before knock at your door and say, oh, you didn't hear about us? Yeah. We're here to check blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what? We never heard of you. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not going to mention any agencies or anything, but um, that's definitely been one of the things I haven't expected. Right. A lot of stuff. I, I, you, know, you know about the TTB for Pennsylvania. It's the LCB. So you know about those organizations. Um, uh, so that's stuff that you expect, but then there's like other ones that you don't expect where you're like, what? Seriously? Yeah, right. Just juggling. Juggling paperwork. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. So, did your 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 mother or your sister have any background experience in in that before uh, taking on those roles? A lot of management, I'd say. Okay. Some, especially my mom. Um, she's she's done management for a couple businesses. Uh, she did a lot of medical management too, uh, for like doctors' offices and hospitals, um, and a lot of project management as well. So, okay. Um, yeah. Very cool. So a little bit, yeah. I mean, my whole family were mostly medical. So gotcha. as far as, I guess, brewing was a new, and opening our own business is a new thing. But, um, For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's a lot different world. Yeah. It's uh, completely yeah. different. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what are some cool, some qualities that you possess that make you a good business owner? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think one thing I learned with nursing is really just um, – um, um, dealing with people, right. you know, you know, when you're an ICU nurse, you deal with families at their worst moments. So 
this is nothing. This is like a walk in the park, right. you know, as far as um, it's a lot easier situation you know, dealing with customers. Oh my God, you're not kidding. So I think that's kind of where it probably ends for me. Right. Um, you know, I really do heavily rely on my mom and my sister for a lot of the business aspects. I'm pretty fortunate there. Um, uh, I'm sure there's stuff I can, I'll probably think of when we're off of this interview and I'll be like, shit, I should have said that. But right. yeah. So what do you think the, the biggest lesson you've learned so far uh, since opening? <laughs> oh my God. Um, um, as prepared as you think you'll be, you're, you probably won't be. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. One thing I'm doing right now is I'm catching up between our opening uh, and there's a big car show here in Percocet. And I'm also preparing for another Oktoberfest that's going on at McCool's Red Lion um, in October. So it's between catching up and trying to have stuff prepared. Um, yeah, you definitely can't brew enough. Right. At least in my experience, you know. So I think um, preparedness, time management are things that I'm kind of navigating right now, you know. Right. I'm sure when yeah. opening, uh, you had come across a lot of people uh, that you knew in the industry that kind of gave you advice and whatnot. But who do you think's inspired you the most in the brewing industry? Hmm. It's it's different. Um, I'd say as far as the bigger breweries, as a brewer personally, uh, not business oriented, I'd, I'd say... You know, I, I do like Treehouse. I, I do like a lot of those breweries. They're great. Um, the blue, blue brew, I can't talk, right? A lot of the uh, New England's um, and just how they do it and, you know, how they manage all that is it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, I'd say smaller, on like a smaller scale, though, um, there's a lot of um, uh, podcasts I used to watch as a home brewer where they're pretty experimental or reading books. Um, I'd say a lot of that stuff has influenced me as a brewer personally. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm pulling, uh, influence from everywhere though, especially outside of brewing, you know, music was my thing before this and photography. So I always felt like I was trying to step outside of the box a little bit, like trying to push things. So what I'm trying to do now in brewing is, um, I'm brewing basic styles right now, like styles that people know, but, um, over the next couple of months, I'm going to be experimenting a lot. I have a lot of ideas, mixing styles, and I'm not just trying to brew New England. I'm trying to brew the next New England IPA. So I'm just trying to push it forward. And so I think with like music, like, you know, people are always trying to discover new things. And it's kind of what I'm trying to do with brewing, whether I succeed or not. It's going to be a whole nother story. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think, yeah, with influencing, it's just really just trying to look at other things besides brewing to see how people move forward you talk about uh podcast did you did you listen to beer smith at all oh yeah yeah uh, what's, uh brad brad yeah smith. brad's really good yeah. yeah yeah he's pretty good yeah that was yeah, definitely I, one I of my favorite ones when i was like in my prime of home brewing when i was going hard like i would listen to that yeah religiously man. yeah one of the great ones yeah he's really good and i i i he, I like all the information he gives on his podcast sure. too. Yeah. Like us, cause some podcasts can be a little vague with, uh, brewing details and stuff. So I think he does a really good job, especially with his interviews. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, how do you define success? Hmm. Well, I guess that's really just an achievement of your life's goals, right. you know? And I would definitely think opening a brewery, especially when you decide to, or when you become a homebrew and, brewer and fantasize about doing it. Um, I'd say I'm pretty much there. Um, 
I'd say at least part one of it, you know, I think that part two would really delve into the experimental thing and trying to create my own niche in this whole world of, you know, thousands of breweries that we have uh, these days. So I, I'd say success at that point would really be me trying to push forward. You know, I don't feel like I'll ever achieve it. That's good. I don't feel like I'll ever achieve yeah. it at all. You know, it's always something behind you pushing you forward, man. That's great. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. I, I feel the same way. I'm never, never, yeah. never being satisfied where you're at, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel you there, man. Yeah. I mean, with, with that being said, um, I, that, that becomes a little stressful at times, just constantly moving, moving, moving. Is there, it definitely does. Is yeah. there a need for a mental break? And what does that look like for you? That's a good question. I guess the short answer is yes. I don't know if I ever get that because I, I dream about this stuff, you know, I, I literally have dreams about it. Then I, I wake up thinking about it and it's, it's really my driving force, you know, when I'm, right. you know, what, what little time I'm not spending doing other things like music or anything these days, you know, it's, it's really brewing. Uh, I love what I do. I really do. It doesn't feel like I work a real job, you know, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's, you know, it's a uh, pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I don't know. No, that, I answered your question. That's, that's fine. That, yeah. I mean, that answers cool, my yeah. question. I mean, okay, cool. Yeah. So you, you, you talked about your, uh, growing up in, in Philly and, you know, Yingling was your, your beer, but was there a specific yeah. beer that was your gateway beer that like kind of opened your eyes and, and kind of said, this is, I want to start venturing out and finding new stuff. Yeah, I would say the beer um, that was kind of like the gateway beer was like, I think it was the anchor beer that I said earlier, probably Liberty, or I'd say after that, um, uh, probably, oh, what the hell is it called? Um, what's, what's the brewery? Actually, I had it in New York. Um, the brewery that makes uh, the engine oil. It's like a porter. I forget. It's called engine oil or something. What the hell is it called? I'd say that beer was really, uh, yeah, that, that beer for me was like really, oh, I got to make porters like this. That porter was really, uh, back then when I first had it, it was like an eye opening beer where it was, um, it was just something else, you know? And for me, I was like into a lot of those, uh, darker beers at the time. At that time, I really wasn't crazy about IPAs. It wasn't the, uh, the old, now I love old engine oil, was it? That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Old engine oil. Havers, yeah. Havers, that that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the brewery. Sorry to Haverson. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I remember the can, what the can looks like. Yeah. Uh, it's, I just, I I just pulled it up because I was curious. Beer. I was curious. Yeah. yeah. For me, I wasn't into uh, IPAs for the longest time. I slowly got into them. Uh, a buddy of mine who's a big craft beer trader, um, he first got me into Hetty, and Hetty was kind of a cool beer. Yeah. Uh, then after that, he, he's the one who got me into Treehouse and everything else. So that's my buddy Damon. He, uh, yeah, he got me into all of those beers. And I'd say those beers were really eye-opening, you know, especially the New Englands because they have this thing where they just glow. They have this glow to them if, they, if you look at them in the right light. And you could tell a good New England just by the way they look. Right. At least I feel like anyway. And then from there, it's the aroma and the flavor. Uh, so it's, it's weird because there's a lot of gateway beers at multiple points in my life. It's funny because when I go to um, when I go to a regular bar that doesn't 
have any craft beer. I'd say these days my go-to is probably Miller Miller Lite. Yeah, I actually yeah. really enjoy it. <laughs> you know, my I try to. I've had this conversation with people before about uh, yeah. Coors Coors Banquet beer. Yeah, everybody says that too. Yeah, and I haven't I haven't had that one too much, but I got to try it out. Yeah, that's like out of, out of like the main out of the main beers, and when you don't, they don't yeah. have anything. If they have that, that's that's a go to man. That's like one of my favorites. I remember they used to be like a buck twenty five for for a tall boy, yeah. and just go into the store and be like, "Here's five <laughs> bucks, grab four of them," and you had yourself a night. So that's that's the way that's I cool. used to go. I mean, that's how it started off because um, it was like no nobody really everybody drank you know Coors Light. And then you bring yeah. that around and be like, oh, what's that? And it's got, it's got way more flavor, man. It's it's totally different. <laughs> yeah. There there's a uh, there's a YouTube video I watched recently of a guy who does a, he has a craft beer channel. You might know um, what's it called? I think it's the craft beer channel or something like that. The guy's from the UK, and he did a whole blind testing of all of the U.S. bar beers like Coors and. Right. Um, Yingling and Miller, and his number one beer was Coors Banquet. Yeah, it's a it's yep. an amazing beer. It's an amazing beer. I actually yeah. did a couple of interviews with guys in uh, in Denver, and they were talking okay. about how how great they are too to the uh, to the craft beer like breweries that are opening up. They're very welcoming, and then, you know you guys need That's anything. Cool. That, so, I mean, I, I I still haven't done the tour yet, but I heard it's <clears throat> in in uh, yeah. Golden Golden, Colorado. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. I hear it's amazing. So that's cool. I mean, I would love to do those macro brew tours. Yeah. Um, at some point, I will when I venture out of Percocet. Right. We had the same experience <clears throat> with a local brewery here called Free Will. Okay. Um, they're they're probably probably one of the biggest breweries in Bucks County here, and um, uh, they've been nothing but welcoming to us. Their whole staff has been here. Uh, the owner has been here. They've all been super nice. Every single one of them has talked to us. Right. Uh, nothing but cool. So yeah, we've been pretty fortunate in that respect. That's awesome, man. That's great. It's like yeah. having like a big brother. Like, hey, we've been through this before. Here, you need any advice? Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> it's great. That's great to have. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Super cool. So you you've been brewing for quite a long time now. Um, if you had one yeah. homebrew tip to give to somebody, what would it be? I'd say ferment in your kegs ferment in kegs as quickly as possible. I'd say my last year or so, um, <clears throat> home brewing, um, I wasn't doing plastic. Um, I stopped bottling and most of my primary fermentation was in kegs and you can get floating dip tubes these days to, right. if you're worried about the sediment on the bottom, um, clogging your lines, I'd say ferment in kegs. It's the next closest thing you'll get to, um, you know, like, uh, you know, big stainless steel kegs like these guys. Right, right. Um, definitely fermenting kegs. Temperature control is key. Uh, I'd say that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, that will really distinguish you from the people who just kind of put their homebrew in a closet and let it ferment at whatever temperature. Um, yeah, the more you can control your temperature at every aspect is really going to kind of make you stand out. Gotcha. And I know you just, yeah. you just opened recently, but... Um, yeah. What do you think the future will be like for you, and where do you want to see your brewery go? You know, it's funny. Um, as far as the Mystic Ways, um, we have a pretty cool tap room. I don't know if you looked at pictures of it online yet. So it's really just evolving our tap room. I don't have plans to expand like a lot of people do, like expand to production size brewery, right. 
And I think a brewery that really does it right these days is Troon. You know, uh, they got like a really good following. Um, they sell their beer really quick and they don't look like they're expanding too much and they're just kind of operating small. Right. And for me, I don't know how I would control my product if it was any bigger than it is now. You know, um, I feel like if I had to put everything in kegs and just ship it off somewhere or something, um, I really feel like the quality would go down. I'm really happy with the quality that I'm getting at Mystic Ways so far. And the same thing goes awesome. for Red Lion. For Red Lion, we are going to expand more there. Um, uh, there's a hardware store. So at Red Lion Brewery, we're the in-house brewery for a restaurant called McCool's. It's a historic Red Lion. And yeah. it's a uh, old restaurant that predates the revolution, I believe. Um, cool. Yeah, it's, really, it's a really nice atmosphere. I love it there. Um, so we're eventually going to move. There's two plans to either move into, um, there's a hardware store across the street, which will be Red Lion, Brew- Red Lion Brewery proper, uh, or the owner of McCool's has a church that we might convert into a brewery. Uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. To That's it. awesome. So it's kind of, That's yeah, cool. yeah, it should be pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it, it, the sanctuary is really cool. It'll be a nice space. Yeah, right. So we got lots of cool plans if that could work out, you know. Um, but that's not a couple of years down the line at least. Right. Um, so Red Lion Brewery will, Brewery will probably expand more. Um, the loggers go pretty fast there. So um, I'd say that I'm going to make that a little bit more lager focused, I would say. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, they're both two different breweries, two different plans. You know? Yeah. I feel like loggers yeah. usually go fast. I mean, yeah. Just, just in my personal opinion, I mean, I feel like <clears throat> when you grow up, you're growing up, it's like the first beer you're gonna try is like probably like a Bud or something like that. And yep. It's either gonna be a lager or a Pilsner. Ninety nine percent of the time, nobody's trying like a stout on their first time out. You know. Exactly. So, I feel like people grow up and they just like, oh, I, I know what I like. It's this. Well, funny story about that. Before I drank any beer. I was young. I'm not going to say how old I was, but my mom was like, listen, if you're going to drink beer, you got to do it right. And she was the first person to give me a Guinness. So, I mean, back then craft beer wasn't really a thing. She's like, all these other beers suck. You got to try this. And so she put a Guinness down in front of me and it was actually at this place in the Poconos and, um, they pour it with the shamrock, but they do a really good job pouring it. So like she gave me like a good first proper beer. It wasn't just like me going to a kegger. Um, I think that's, that was my sister's experience probably. But yeah, are you yeah. are you Irish? No, are you only just Polish? Uh, most mostly Polish. Uh, I think German and Irish. I haven't had a DNA test done, but that's kind of what my family tells me. So I guess that's what I am. I'm a little part Irish. Gotcha. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if somebody came to you, which I'm sure they they have already, and asked you for advice on opening their own brewery. What would you tell them? Ah, uh, oh, man. Uh, you kind of learn as you go. If you can talk to other breweries and get some points about, I guess that's kind of why they're coming to me. But as far as like dealing with any of the townships or, you know, ordinances and stuff like that, uh, I think you don't know that. Um, I think you just learn as you go. You know, I think that's the way everybody has done it. And it's great if you can find somebody who will take you under their wing, which we found there's a brewery um, called Stickman, and they really helped us out with a lot of stuff. Um, um, as far as dealing with, uh, you, you know, like ordering stuff or having food, we weren't even going to have food here at Mystic Ways. And after talking to them, we decided that we were going to have a small kitchen. Right. So 
any any tips and tricks you can get from any other brewery and the most you can learn from people is really what's going to help you the most you know it'll kind of get you ready for any pitfalls right yeah yeah so i feel like having a, a, yeah. a small kitchen is is probably a great idea because you know after a couple of beers people just they want to nosh on something so yeah that's, that's what we've been hearing that's what we've been hearing at mystic ways here right. we're um hearing that you know people because our kitchen is just about to be open we just got our oven it's a really cool oven and um but we haven't had food for a month besides giving people pretzels and stuff right. like that you know so um one of the things they say is man i'll hang out as soon as you guys have more food or everything so yeah people are uh perfect yeah they're uh they did food and beer definitely go well together yeah yeah, well, yeah. I hope it continues to work out and you get more and more people coming in for food and beer. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, Mike. And uh, I'm sure you've had <laughs> plenty of funny stories being in the beer industry. Did you have one for us? I kind of have two. Okay. Uh, Bring I, it I'll, on. I'll try and keep them. <laughs> I'll give you an actual direct beer story. I guess it's not that funny. It's just more being me like a – it's more of me being like a, um, like a klutz. Then the second one is really just um, – uh, a funny interview. Um, so when I was first home brewing, um, I loved pumpkin beers and I still do. I know people hate them, but I used to cook food on the grill all the time with wood. So we'd cook with like our, you know, any type of steaks we had with wood. And awesome. if you cook with wood, it's so amazing. So my idea was like, Oh, let's cook the pumpkin with wood. It'll be a perfect beer. It's going to taste awesome. So we go through all this trouble, home brewing, cooking the pumpkin with beer, with, with beer, duh. We cooked the pumpkin <laughs> with wood. Then we add it to the mash and everything. Beer smells great. It ferments and everything. I bottle it. This is probably, geez, it had to be like the fifth beer that I made. And cracked the bottle open and it was the worst beer I've ever had. It was so disgusting. Really? I was like, oh, it just tasted like a huge smoke bomb. So <laughs> I dumped all the bottles. And as I was dumping them, I'm like, you know what? I just got to save like one or two. I got to save one or two because I put so much hard work into this beer. I'm not getting rid of it. And one important lesson that I learned, actually, I probably could have put that into your home brewer question or I guess brewer okay. question in general is time fixes most things really? because I tasted that beer a year later and oh my God, dude, it was killer. Really? It was so good. Yeah. It was probably one of the best pumpkin beers I made. I should probably bring it back at some point i haven't brewed it since but i remember yeah i remember it was so good i guess the other funny story is i was getting interviewed by um there's a it, you can find it on youtube uh it's it's this uh, show called what's brewing and yes um the um it's it's done by the local sports channel here on uh radio but they i guess it's like a side thing that they do okay and um uh that interview the the the, the woman who interviewed me was great. Like she was super professional. Hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. This is for what's brewing. And she had this whole spiel. And then she goes to ask me a question and I was stumbling through. All <laughs> and the poor girl had, so they had to stop. They're like, uh, you want to do it again? And I was like, yeah, definitely. So she does her whole spiel again. And then I start talking and I start, I start stumbling again, like I am now. And finally, after the third time I got it, but I felt bad for her. <laughs> I guess I was talking too fast or something. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, anyway, you did, you did great right now. So, no worries. Yeah. Thanks, man. But definitely, I guess I'm learning. Bring back that uh, that mystic, you know, that mystic a pumpkin uh, pump, smoke smoke, beer, whatever smoky the hell the pumpkin. it was. Yeah, smoky the pumpkin. Smoky the pumpkin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's great. There you go. I love it. 
um, named. You saved me about like a whole hour trying to think of a, a whole beer name. Yeah, <laughs> you could have it'd be like a bear with a pumpkin head as your as it yeah. Is. There you go, perfect. That's hilarious. Works. Um, Should hire you for marketing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm horrible at it. Don't don't hire me. You sound like you're better than me because it would take me an hour to figure that one out. <laughs> I'm sure somebody would have helped you out, sure. or if I would have even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. have a little segment called Quick Fire Five. Five quick questions, okay. all beer related. Okay. Ready? All right. Let's see how bad I fail this. All right. Yeah, I don't think you can fail, but yeah. uh, here we go. Uh, go for it. Somebody comes into your brewery. What's yeah. the beer you recommend they try? I'd say uh, right now we have a beer called Bending of Minds. It's a New England IPA. Uh, I used a brand new yeast for it. It's called Heliogazer. It brings out a lot of the, brings out a lot of the thiol flavors um, in hops, and uh, we use a, a powder called Phantasm Powder. Um, I'm sure most brewery people have heard of it, um, but it's basically made of Sauvignon Blanc um, wine skins. It's powderized, and it's pretty killer right now. I feel like it's getting better with age. Uh, when we first tapped it, it was pretty, um, it was pretty new. But now that it's aged and it's kind of for like a week, right. it's uh, it's really coming to its own, and I'm super happy with this beer. It's weird. Can't they don't, recommend you, you, it enough. Usually IPAs, you you got to drink them right away. Drink them fresh, right? Yeah, so that, yeah. That's, that's now I, I can tell you that now this beer is really coming to its own, and I'm super proud of it. That's awesome. It's hard for me to recommend one, but if it's quick, yeah, get the New England. Any secondaries that you recommend? Yeah, I would say um, my personal favorite is a beer that's about to kick. It's called the Redanium Lager. Um, it's uh, it's just a good, simple amber lager that I re- really, really drinkable. For me, it's my probably my go-to. Very cool. And yeah. uh, if you can collaborate with any other brewery on a beer, who would it be? Mm, I'd say... Uh, Good question. Right now, probably, I really love either Monkish. I don't know if they're doing collaborations anymore. I haven't been following them. Either Monkish or probably um, Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley. Hudson Valley. Their sour IPAs are really cool, man. So I'd like to collaborate with them. But, I mean, yeah, I'd say those two are the two top off the top of my head. Yeah, I just had them recently. Yeah. My buddy went up there. and he, Oh, cool. He, came, he brought me back a couple of IPAs from them, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they're pretty original. Right. I think they do it really good. Favorite style of beer? I'd say if I have to pick one, stouts. Stouts? Love stouts. Yeah, man. I love stouts. Yeah, stouts were always my go-to right. um, since I've been brewing from the uh, beginning. I love me a good stout, man. Barrel, me too. Barrel Age Imperial is, is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. We have a uh, beer that we open with called Super Duper Massive Black Hole. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's an Imperial stout. It's like 13 something percent, but we save some of it and put it in a rye whiskey barrel. So we're either going to release it around Christmas time or probably, um, uh, maybe, uh, a year from when we opened for our anniversary. We'll see. Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. Uh, I was going to ask you favorite name you've come up with for one of your beers. Oh man. Um, I don't know if I should say this one. I like the one you just uh, mentioned, but yeah, super duper massive black hole. I do like that one. Um, I, I've been happy with some of the beer names that have come up recently. 
we have a sour that's actually just getting tapped today. I haven't posted a picture of it online yet, but it's called uh, Ludanka Dunk, <laughs> and it's a uh, it's a sour it's a sour ale with uh, um, uh, blueberries and blackberries. So that's pretty cool. Um, what are some of the other ones? I forget. Uh, I'll remember as soon as I get off this interview. I'm sure right. I'll be like, oh, I should have mentioned that one. But yeah. Oh, good. Extra yeah. snarky bastards in ESP. Huh? Uh, yeah, extra snarky bastard. I kind of like extra that one. Bastard. Yeah, that's on tap right now. And uh, the last one is you have one keg of beer to hold you over for a two week quarantine. What beer are you choosing? Desert Island beer. Uh, oh, if it's a Desert Island beer, I'm going to go with um, probably that Redanian Lager or. Um, some type of Pilsner, I'd say. Uh, I did a Pilsner a while ago with uh, a <clears throat> that I'm going to be bringing back that was conditioned on cotton candy grapes. So I'd say that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So yeah, probably some type of Pilsner or lager. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And Joe, that's all I got for you, brother. Cool. Mike, thanks for having me. Can I mention one thing real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, McCool's is having this Oktoberfest that I'm super excited about. It's it's, like, it's a pretty legit Oktoberfest. It's going to be a car show, auto show with um, uh, a whole slew of German stuff. Like um, they're having a whole bunch of German food, um, the German bands and stuff like that. So it's going to be a really cool Oktoberfest. Um, we're going to have a bunch of beers there. It's going to be Mystic and Red Lion Brewing. Um, yeah. So that's October 1st, starts at noon. October 1st. Got it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. I will, so, uh, yeah, I think. I will I will definitely be posting that up on my social media as, as well. So Cool. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, man. But thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for being on. Thank you for taking the time. I'm glad we made it work finally, you know? Thanks, man. Yeah. And good luck with your new home. Yeah. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brewer Daughter Podcast here with Joe Winnie, Winniarski. Got it. Winniarski cool. of Mystic Ways Brewing. You got it. In Percocy, PA. Thank you, brother. Cool. Cheers, everyone. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Joe Winiarski of Mystic Ways Brewing in Perk CPA. Whether you're passing through, you live in the area, just visiting a friend nearby, definitely check them out. Also, check out McCool's Red Lion Inn in Quakerstown. The Red Lion Inn is where Joe's also brewing on top of owning Mystic Ways Brewery. The guy stays busy. You gotta like that. And check out both their social media accounts as well. Every other Sunday, I'll be releasing a new episode. Subscribe, you'll never miss one. Check out our YouTube account to watch videos of me interviewing Joe and other brewers just like him. Check out our social media as well. Give us a follow if you like it. If not, tell me about it. DM me. Tell me how much you hate me. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order Podcast. You stay safe out there.